Zephyr, we're back. We're back. Episode two. Number one was fun. And that and that uh, was really where we set up who we are. I'm Chrissy. I'm 43 years old. You're Zephyr. You're 14. For the last four years and sort of obviously with the break in the pandemic, you and I have been backpacking full time across the world. No home, physical home to speak of until the pandemic hit. And then we moved to New Orleans. But we've since now started retraveling again. But we spent a good almost two years backpacking across the world. We did 120 some odd cities, like almost 40 countries. Um, and and then, you know, people follow us on Instagram at Single Mom Budget Travel. And we get a lot of questions about how we do what we do and why we do what we do. So episode one is just to, re- to reintroduce people who don't know us or just reset who we are, why we started traveling full time. If you get haven't listened to it yet, please go back and listen. I don't know why you started it too. Come on. Like, that's lazy. That's rude. I put a lot of effort into sitting in my chair on my fat butt in the first one. So go listen to it. Um, Plus, it's very revealing, that episode. You wouldn't watch a a movie sequel. You wouldn't watch the the sequel without knowing anything about the original. Only a maniac would. Yeah, only Um, an idiot would. Anyway. You can totally go see Top Gun 2 without having seen one, although not as good. All the references will be lost on you, but the men are still hot. But anyway, yeah, we can move on now. So. The episode two is this. This one's going to be about the question I get asked probably the most, aside from like budget questions and money questions, which we will get to that. Right. But this one is people follow us on the Instagram or they seen the national news coverage we've had and international news coverage we've had about what we've done as a, a single mom and her son traveling the world on a small budget, and. People always go, well, how can I do that? Or, or I want to do this. So what, like, what do I need to know? What do I, I'm like, well, first of all, how, how many hours do you have? Like how, you know, cause, and I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much I would charge in an hourly rate to actually give people this advice, but I'm giving you, I'm trying to do this in the podcast for free. So you're welcome. Um, first things first is how do I do this? Well, you and I have come up with, the top five we think are the most important points on if you're considering full-time travel like we did, where you literally put your possessions somewhere, you rent out your home, or you, you're backpacking, or maybe you're in a van trekking or something like that. Maybe you want to live that van life. No, thank you. Because, I mean, just like hot farts in a van, forget about okay. it. I would never do that with you. Um, gross. And so we did backpacking, right? We, right. Okay. So when people ask me specifically, how did you do what you do? Or what, like, so this is how we did it. And I've come up with five things with you that are kind of what you need to consider. If you are really serious about doing this and I'm, I'm coming to you from like a genuine point of view as the mom who has to be responsible for all this shit, like genuine point of view. And I think you have some really good takes being the child who has been through this experience, right? Yeah. So, and then to um yeah to make it clear this is for a lot of these are for um you know not only just a person traveling and wanting to do this full time but with children with which children is, yeah, which yeah. is what we do and you could be a single parent like me or you could be a two parent family these will apply if you're a single person this will apply but probably like imagine yourself as the child in some of these right. scenarios if you're single with no kids which you if you are high five to you um or if you're married with no kids and you don't want to get divorced these tips will also help right. all right so let's get into them first things first right off the bat for, okay let me just say this before i get into this number five is the most important so i need you to stick around for that yeah 
you got to stick around for number five. You wanted to count, your dad said count five to one and I'm counting one to five, whatever. We're starting out with this question, but number five, the last one we cover is the most important yeah. one. So stick with this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Countdown, but not yeah. one to five. I feel, I feel very like Ryan Seacrest, Rick D's story of my radio career doing countdowns here, but here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first one is such an obvious one, Zephyr, but is, have you ever traveled with your child before? Because people see fit on Instagram and they're like, that's amazing. That looks so great. I could do that. I'm going to be like standing facing a cliff on a sunset with my little child and someone's going to have a perfectly beautiful photo of us. Womp, womp. People do that, but like that is not the reality of it. And like, good luck to you if all you do is set up fucking photos of yourself. Yeah. Pardon my French. Well, I'd be like Kylie Jenner. <laughs> no, she doesn't travel. What are you talking wow. about? Well, influencer, selfies. influencer, right. yeah, that, that is, that is a lot of what people see. And hopefully when they come to single mom budget travel, they see some more realness than that. Yeah. But the number one question is like, have you ever traveled with your child before? And if you have to that, if you have, what kind of travel was that? Right. Cause there's a difference F between what we've done, which was backpacking and like planning things along the way, having some stuff prepared, having some stuff we had no idea, going to places we'd never been, not necessarily following set agendas or tours or having a tour guide or resort life. We were in like, you know, crap hole hole Airbnbs sometimes. And like, you know, I think we actually technically stayed in the broom closet in that one in in um in Tallinn Estonia Tallinn Estonia yeah it was but, close um, and we were like literally next to where they were doing the catering for the for the hotel meals but i'm pretty sure it was just a broom closet with a bunk bed in it um so what we've done is a lot of, is very adventurous and it's yeah. not to say no one can't you can't do that right it's just to say that like what we do is takes a little bit more uh, experience in travel right if you're somebody who's just taking your kids to do Disneyland adventures or you're like the all-inclusive resort type of person or you just travel to go see family members, that is not what we're doing. And so you need to think about like what kind of travel you and your kids have done together before or you as an adult, right. what kind of travel, because this is a totally different scenario. Now it helps if you have some travel experience. You, If you've been on a plane with your kids, then you know how they respond to that. I have been on planes with you since you were six months old. Oh, you were cute, cute. Um, but also like I, so I know things like breastfeed or bottle feed on the liftoff and the, and on the flight down, you'll always, or the landing, you're always going to fall asleep. Kids always fall asleep on the landing, right as you need them to get off the plane. They're dead asleep. They're freaking out for like the entire trip. And then you hit like, oh, we're 30 minutes to landing. And then they just pass out. That is, that's exact. That is what happens. Um, so those things will be useful. But do you think Zeph, the amount of travel that you did and the kind of travel that we've done, because we didn't do a lot of, you know, resorts or all-inclusives or like tour packages, that that kind of helped you be a little bit more prepared for just, you know whatever was coming or, I mean, we did some planning, but we were a little bit more spontaneous. I would say so. Yes. Uh, both your points, the fact that we were more spontaneous and it did help us eventually do what we have been doing. Um, you know, for example, when we were, um, you know, I used to fly to Australia cause that's where my dad lives and yep. 
Uh, that that was a pretty common uh, thing when I was a child, and we've done a ton of domestic travel together. Yeah, and but it's not like you know. First of all, it's just the experience of traveling at the rate we have yeah. together. You know, and we talked a little bit about, in the first episode about how we went to to Paris in 2016, and you know, stuff like that. And I would say it helped. You know. Uh, we weren't staying at like fancy resort hotels, so I didn't have this misconce- misconception potentially of like what travel actually is. Right. Um, and obviously, it wasn't nearly on the level of, um, you know, what we did. <laughs> what we've done. Yeah. What yeah. we lost, it was still different. It was yeah. all new for us. But and yeah. so, yeah, it's just like, um, I would say it did help. I would say it helped our my overall experience, at least. And, you know, if I had not traveled that much before, only gone to, you know, Disneyland, which I did go to Disneyland, but like, yeah, you know, we lived by it. Yeah. yeah. If I had only just done like that, for example, I, I don't think I would have been as mentally prepared or just excited to travel long term. Yeah. And would you say to kids that are curious about traveling or parents that want to bring their kids on travel that like it's more of a gradient that they need to like, you know, try something small first, like maybe even try a trip to your local amusement park, see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I I would, I would say so. Yes. And then, you know, at the end of the day, travel is about, you know, having experiences and you want to have a good experience with your child. Yeah. Um, But you have to, I think before deciding, you know, I want to do this, see how they just go with smaller things. Right. And, you know, it's like, like I would go to Disneyland sometimes. We would make trips out to see family members. And I think that helped. And we could see what I liked and what I didn't like. And you can see how I behaved faced with certain situations. And I think, you know, from a from a young age, I think that that helped. So I would say some of that stuff really does help. That's great. And that leads us also to question to number two, right on our list of five, which is. How does your child handle change, new environments, uh, stressful situations? Because, you know, in back, the kind of backpacking that we did, and to be clear, Zephyr and I were not like climbing Mount Everest. We were like crossing Europe and Southeast Asia. And some of it was outdoorsy, but a lot more of it was urban and just trekking across. I mean, like, obviously, we went to Africa, and there were some urban elements to that in Morocco, a city, you know, city life, or and then in the Medina, and yeah, and then in Kenya, obviously, a little bit more remote in places. But, but how do you, you know, how are you like? I mean, I think I was really observant with you uh, when we would travel all the time since you were a baby, but then the more recent trips when you were a little bit older, like your trip to Australia, and you know, in 2017. Yeah trip to Paris in 2016, seeing how you handle stressful things, even just like you can't bring this or, you know, you, some, some kids, they have to have their favorite blankie and like, you know, there's always a risk in bringing things with you. Right. So can like, can they handle if there's a long flight delay? Like, you know, are they going to freak out when they realize no one's talking the same language as they are? They can't understand things by just visually seeing what's around them. Yeah, I would I would say in every every kid has you know, every kid has something different about them. Every kid has a specific need that they have. Yeah. Um you know, and I would say 
for those kids yeah that you know maybe it isn't for them but every kid is different i'm an adventurous soul right that that's who i am um some kids are more picky and that is totally fine you know there's nothing wrong with that um everyone is unique and if you need a a, to bring your blankie or you have a a toy or you know you're you know you want to bring certain things that's that's great um but i would say if 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 your kid can't adapt to new situations, yeah. If they can't, you know, be okay with not everything going as planned, you know, if it starts, if a thunderstorm starts and all of a sudden you can't do the thing that they wanted to do while you're traveling, will they be okay with that? Yeah. If you if you check baggage because they wanted to bring extra stuff and it gets lost, how will they? How will they? How will they handle? How will they handle not being with stuff? How will they handle not being around their friends? And I get it. Traveling can be overwhelming, but you know, I would say it, it just depends on who your kid is. Yeah. So, so observe how your kid da- handles change in their daily life, how they handle new situations, first days of school, yeah. new new experiences at local parks, new experiences when you go on th- trips locally or to see family. Yeah. Like how they handle like tough tough things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Things that don't go as planned and right. And, just in your daily life and if you think they're a bit more you know they don't have they have a hard time uh handling certain things then maybe it's not the greatest idea to immediately throw them into full-time full-time trap which is chaotic right because we've had times where flights were canceled buses and trains were missed things got lost you know like we things broke or we you know things didn't so much was amazing, but thanks so much. Also, didn't go the way we planned. Of course, and I have to give credit to you for being like pretty much cool. Like I think I can't even think off the top of my head when you had a meltdown. I think the only time that you had a true meltdown was when somebody got traded off the Clippers, and I was in baggage oh, well, in Thailand, and they thought I was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, crying. But even that situation, and I'm like, okay, how do I handle this so that they don't think I'm stealing this child as we're trying to exit into Thailand because melting down i'm a changed man i i used to be overly uh sensitive about things relating to the sports world now you're calmer uh yes i'm i'm much calmer and that's the thing with age too like maybe consider what age is right for your kid to do this kind of travel i always feel like i felt like 10 was 10 is a sweet spot like 10's a great age because your memories form well also i would i would say um an, an interesting point here um and it relates to something you said to me a couple of years back yeah. and it stuck is like kids that are super young. If you're taking your kid, like your young kid on a big trip, that's all well and good. But first of all, younger kids are generally more fussy. They're still, de- they're still developing, yeah. you know? And, and, un- you know, unfortunately you, 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 you put in a lot of time and money and effort into bringing your smaller child, but chances are a four year old isn't going to retain much of, yeah, the memories aren't as solid. Yeah, it, our, our trip to Australia was different because that was me going to see my father. You know, yeah. that, well, but even at three, you don't remember going to visit dad in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I maybe you remember that we. I went remember to I, I have brief glimpses of Yo things. Gabba Gabba, like, I think like I think a, I remember Yo Gabba Gabba. Right. So I mean, I get shit all the time from travel parents saying like, "You can travel with them as soon as they're born." That's great. Do you? Yeah, okay. When people ask me as a single mom who's on a budget. When people are like gonna save up for this because they've never experienced something like this before, I always say air to the you know, 
heir to like eight and above because they'll have more formed memories and they can carry their crap, right? So, um, so there's that. And then uh, to flow on from that, number three, yeah, number three has to do with picky eaters yeah. and food allergies, which, yeah. you know, it sounds a bit dickish maybe, but like when you realize when you're traveling like us, like how much food and access to foods or access to foods, non-access to foods, access to foods you can't access, that plays a big part in how you travel. Of course. I mean, children, for the most part, can be picky eaters. I, I used to be a really picky eater. Uh, I've always had an interest in like great food. But I don't think you were a picky eater when you were, I mean, I, I would say, but probably on the I wouldn't eat my seven. I wouldn't eat my veggies. Okay, well, that doesn't make you picky. That just makes you a normal child that doesn't want to eat vegetables. But you were adventurous with food. I was adventurous. Right? You've always liked food. You grew up in your grandmother's bakery and, yeah. you know, kind of that kind of You've always very, yeah. been very exposed. You don't have any food allergies that we were. Really I don't have of. any food allergies. I so, don't think so. So those two things, right? Because your your grandmother had a bakery that was for people that catered to people with gluten allergies and nut allergies and all sorts of food allergies, right? Yeah. So we're sensitive to that, which is why I think is important, right? Yeah. Like if you are traveling and you can't, your kids are picky, it's gonna throw a wrench in the spontaneity, the ability, the access, like. To, to be traveling and then you're staying in a hotel or maybe that hotel only has certain foods that are available in the hotel or there's only restaurants around you or there's not a grocery store that's immediately nearby and they only want to eat like five things. I don't know if world travel is necessarily the greatest thing for your yeah. kids. Hey, once you really, uh, you know, touch down somewhere, you'll realize how much of how much food is that is a really important aspect of traveling. Right. And you know, some kids, and I'm not trying to be like elitist or judgmental of other people's lifestyle, but some kids, partic- you know, honestly aren't that adventurous. And that's fine. You yeah. know, I've been, like, you know, mac and cheese and chicken tenders and, and all that stuff. That's great. But, you know, if you're in a hotel, you might not be able to make that for, that's not going to be available for them. Right. If you're walking around, you know, they're not just going to be able to, you're not just going to be able to get mac and cheese at, at disposal. And, and other countries have different foods. I right. mean, you go to France and Italy, and, and the, the main things you'll get are different from the main things you can get in America. Right. Um, or, you know, Australia or, where, you know, wherever you're based. Yeah. And then if you try to go even more remote than that or, try, you know, it's like yeah. that 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 is a thing. And obviously, you know, you top the top three most, like, I don't know, Anglo-Saxon countries. So you're checking out the United States the UK and Australia, generally speaking, if you've got your kid on the average diet for those and it's like whatever mac and cheese and pastas and burgers and stuff like that and whatever, you're going to find that in those places to a certain degree. If you've got really picky eaters and they can't even eat off brands, like you definitely need to reconsider if this is a lifestyle for you because, you know, you and I have eaten wacky off brand stuff and other places and been like, oh my God, that's so gross. Yeah. You know, but also that was just the fun of trying it. You yeah. Know? We, on our, on our trips, and I'm not, I'm not uh, complaining about our travels. It's been the joy of my life, but I did happen to have in, in, in particular in Thailand and Copenhagen randomly, in Krabi, Thailand and Copenhagen, Denmark, yeah. the two worst burgers I have had in my life. <laughs> and I'm not like yeah. the, the, you, you tried the burger in Copenhagen. You didn't try the, the burger in Krabi. 
Well, no, because all of us were still recovering from barfing and pooping our guts out. Yeah. Probably, After, yes. I, and it was a local burger. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> the one in Copenhagen was so bad, like I couldn't eat it. And Copenhagen is known to have the best food, right? It's like yeah. Noma, the Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, number one in the world. the world. Whatever. And then we were eating the burger. The worst burger we've had in our lives. So gross. Anyway. Yeah, the bun was crispy. The patty was <laughs> the dry. Was dry. It was dry. And the, 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 the patty was like, the patty was dry. Yeah. But see, you have to be at a maturity level to just kind of laugh at that. You know, like we just were like, oh my gosh, this is bad, you know, and not have a meltdown over it, right? And figure out something else and go get a snack or whatever. The other thing is allergies. And this is kind of important, right? Parents who have kids who are allergic or celiac or have not allergies. Again, you've really got to consider world travel is, is, is the right thing for your child, just from even a safety point of view, because you know, they're, if you're dealing in a foreign language, it might be harder to ask, is this not, do you have gluten-free options? Yeah, because even the simplest thing, like a, a pan-seared piece of fish, they could dust flour on that, which could cause a serious problem, right, for people. Exactly, and it, you, yeah, you don't know what happens in the kitchen, you know? Right, so, and you don't know what access you have to certain grocery stores, so yeah. I just, I think food, I wanted food to be number three and sort of an offshoot of like, how does your child travel? Are they picky? Whatever, because food for picky eaters and food for people with allergies, like international stuff, it's going to be harder for you yes. just in general. So it's going to be more work for you. Um, right? Yes, I would okay. say so. Now, also hard work is where we're going to land on number four. Okay. Which is sounds gonna sound strange considering I'm not like you know the fittest gal, but physicality physicality is, is number four. And what we mean by that is like travel, like we do, is a lot of physical work, right? And yeah. I'm not like super fit, but we both travel with two backpacks each, a front one and a back one, right? And there's a certain element of strength and endurance and just physical ability that we need to have. Like part part of tra- part of the way we travel at the very least. I'm not going to say this is part of traveling in general, but the part of, part of the way we travel is lugging two ba- bags worth thirty pounds in the sun for thirty minutes. <laughs> it can't happen because yeah. yeah, you and I will also like because we're budget traveling. We don't know we're not jumping into Ubers or expensive cabs, right? We're either walking or we're taking a public transit bus or a public transit. And so there's an element of physicality that you need. And maybe in a two-parent family, you know, the dad or the mom can chuck some extra crap in, in, in their bags. But also, like, part of the adventure should be that your kids can bring their own stuff and they can carry their own stuff and they can be responsible. And you're not going to, you know, stress them out or tire them out because, you know, travel, I mean... Literally, your dad got like came to visit us, and all he does is like take naps because he's never like recovered from the jet lag. He's taking one right now. You know, he's like literally falling asleep during our podcast. That makes me feel like maybe we're boring, but I don't think we are. Um, I think he just can't handle it. His physicality is different, right? Yeah. Is after you travel like long journeys in particular, they they they're tiring. Yeah. Right. So physicality is important 
and being aware of that for your kids and aware of what you you can handle yourself is important when you're doing travel like we did. Yes. I mean, there's been travels where we've gone from Australia to the Middle East to Spain, all in the span of like 48 hours on a, on a one-way journey, and then had to get on a bus. And then that bus only took us so far. And then we were, you know, on very little sleep after being on three planes, still having to walk 25 minutes to figure out where the heck our Airbnb yeah, All in both of our bags. Right. So there's some physicality. I think that's really important. I don't want to like blaze over that. So consider the physicality. And then let's just, let's just get into it, Zephyr. The fifth, the fifth and final one is the one that when I say this to people, I swear to you, you should see like the indignant, like F you, like, what do you mean responses I get from parents? And I'm actually just like trying to be real deal with these people. Like I'm, I'm saying it out of like, like I've been doing this now for four years. I have done it in extreme conditions with you with very little money. Um, and, and, and so number five, what I think is the most important one is what are your intentions with traveling like this? Because people see what we did and like, Oh my God, that's the coolest adventure. Like, that's amazing. I want to do that. And half of the time it's parents and they're like, I'm not sure if my, they always follow it up with, I'm not sure my kid would like this. And it's like, well, that should be the number one thing, right? Is yes. what are your intentions? If your intention is to travel the world with your child and have this amazing adventure and teach them about the world and share in these journeys and these moments with them, so you guys have this experience together and learn for yourself and learn with, about your child. Uh, amazing, right? Like your intention should be pure and you should love traveling and it should be something. If you're trying to escape your shitty job or the life you don't like, that's not a real reason to do this because it's actually harder than you would imagine to do. Am I right? I would say so. Yes. And, and yeah, if you're just, if you want to do it for you, um, I, I think if, if, if you just want to do this, if you are really passionate about doing this, I think personally, from from a child's perspective, you need to sit and have a real conversation with your child about it yeah. and see if they want to do it. You know, may, and and I would I would say just again from my perspective. Yeah, hopefully you're only talking from your perspective because yeah, you're yeah. in your. I'm not in your brain. And, you know, yeah. you don't need to keep saying that. We get it. It's okay, I'm re- I'm really trying to hammer. In the fact yeah, that no, I know you. You really like need my perspective. Okay. Yeah. I love my perspective. Um, but anyway, um, I would say if you are going to do this, you need to talk to your kid and make sure that they're not doing anything else. It's just, a, it's a, like when you first. Oh, you mean me, in the, com- in the moment of the conversation. Okay. If you just say it over dinner while they're munching on their dinner and they're just like, Oh yeah. You anyway. want it to be a real heart to heart. Yeah. And yeah. If they're, you know, on their phone or so, you don't want to. I get it. Heart to heart. Yeah. Yeah. You like, want their attention. Direct communication. Because if they just give you an empty yes while they're doing something else. Yeah. It's more than that too, right? Because there's so much to consider for the kid as the parent who, you know, has to make these decisions, right? You and I talked about families who their, their parents have to change cities or whatever for work, right? Military families, families whose parents end up moving for work a bunch. That's a different scenario. That's parents making decisions based on careers. 
if you're making the decision to travel around the world for a year, backpacking style or similar to that, uh, you need to ask yourself, are you doing this for you? Or are you doing it for the benefit of all of you, your whole family? Are you and your husband, are you running away from something that you don't like in your real life? Or are you guys genuinely stoked to have an adventure together? Because I could easily see it becoming a really quick route to divorce because traveling with people is hard enough, right? So, so that's always my thing is like, are you being honest with yourself when you're thinking about this and you're fantasizing about it? If it's really for you or if it's really for your the, the benefit of your kid, how are they going to do not being uh, around their family and friends all the time that they're used to, right? How will it impact? How are you going to do their education with them if that's relevant for you? Or like, do your kids really want to do this? Do they really think this sounds like an amazing idea? And have you, you have these conversations like, hey, we're going to do this. It means you won't see your friends. It means you won't have your own bed. It means you won't have your possessions. Those things are going to work we're shifting, we're doing something new, we're going to learn new things and see new things and experience new things, but it will be vastly different from you get up, you go to school, you play with your friends, you go to your favorite park, you have your video games. I mean, you know, it's like a totally different thing. It, it's a it's a totally different, you know, traveling is a completely different lifestyle from the normal, my, you know, the usual lifestyle. And, right. you know, when I said yes, Though I, I see this final answer as sort of a culmination of all the answers previous. Yeah. And because when I said yes, I had traveled before. I'm not that picky eating wise. I, I can handle certain situations. You know, I. You I, have some physicality. I have some physicality. Not yeah. a lot. Right? So, um, <laughs> no. that, that's the one. That's the one where I'm, I'm just above average. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I would say all of those things culminated into me going, okay, let's do this. But yeah. your kid is, you know, pickier. If they don't, if they would rather, you know, have this, you know, be around their friends. I think if you and, can't tick off four out of five on this list, you need to start at a gradient. Okay. It needs to be like, let's start with small trips. Let's see how we do these things. Let's give him his own backpack. When we, even if you're going to freaking Disneyland, give them their own backpack to be responsible for with their stuff in, you know, like take it as a gradient. And, and again, like these are tips to help you. I'm never going to tell you this isn't the best thing in the whole world to do. It totally is. And I, it's worth all the struggle. It is. But I feel a responsibility to be very real with people when we're talking about this. I mean, some lady messaged me who I didn't even know on Instagram and it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move with my son to Portugal and live there and it's going to be great. And that's what I want to do. And she said, how did you convince your son to do this? Because my son doesn't want to do it. And I was like, well, no, I I didn't convince him. It was a joint decision in this regard because it is a big decision. And I wasn't just doing this for a work opportunity. That's something that as a parent, you can obviously like go like, hey, this isn't negotiable. This is a work opportunity. I'm taking it. I'm sorry. That's how it is. And we'll make the best of it. But like when you're talking about just uprooting your kid for no reason, because you feel like this lady was like, I just want to live by the sea and live in another country because I don't really like my life. And I was like, well, that isn't it. And she blocked me. She didn't like my honesty. And I was just like, well, first of all, you're sounding like a crazy self-involved narcissistic colonizer who just wants to show up in somebody else's country and just like, you know, live in another country. And you've got a 14-year-old son who is not at all interested in this and you're going to move him at a critical time. Like, that's why I have these conversations with people. Like, so be honest. Really make sure this is a, you know, a joint decision together. 
And, you know, it, it is the adventure of a lifetime. And it's something that I, I strongly encourage, which is why I share our adventures, right? And why I try to help people. But that that's the big one. So I'm just going to do a quick recap. Five things, right? Have you ever traveled with your child before is number one. Two is how does your child handle change, new environment, stressful situations? Three is let's talk about picky eaters and allergies. Think about that. Four is physicality because, you know, I definitely wasn't going to carry your shit. Oh, of course not. No. <laughs> no. At all. Uh, that was one of the few that, non-negotiable things. That was the a non-negotiable. You can't carry it. You can't pack it. And then five is... What are your true intentions with embarking on something like this? Is it just for you? Does your kid or your partner really want to do this with you? Or do your children really want to do this? Are you trying to make memories with your child that will last for the rest of your life? Or are you just trying to have a, a getaway? Instagram life. Yeah. 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 So th- those are what I would say are are the most important when people ask me, like, how do I do what you do? Or like, how did you guys like, you know, that's it. Those are the those are the five things. Those are the main structure because then we're going to get into budgets. We're going to get into packing. We're going to talk our favorite places. We're going to give you some awesome tips. We're going to talk about poop. All these things are coming up. You're really, in the you're really invested in the poop. You've said that <laughs> you know, we're going to do poop. Until the poop episode until we do it because I think it's an important conversation. But you're going to talk about your top cities that you love and we'll dive into certain cities and countries. Yep. I, thing about me is I love doing uh, I love doing bracket things and ranking style Thanks things. for telling us. And power rankings. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, saying uh, the I'm, obvious I'm, to you. So thank you. I'll incorporate some of those elements in oh, the podcast. I can't wait to hear more lists from you, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> I bet you're just like so excited. You can find us on Single Mom Budget Travel on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have questions, message us. If you think we need to cover some topics that we haven't, or if you want to dive into more detail, um, you know, hit us in the DMs. Uh, and, you know, ask a specific question because I get a lot of, hey, beautiful. That's why we ch- our original thing was single mom seeking <laughs> and, and certain men on the that. internet. They didn't understand yeah. it wasn't about that. It was yeah. seeking Yeah, so that's how, why we changed it to single mom budget travel. Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's put a bow on it. It's the best adventure. It's totally worth it, Zephyr. Yes. Right. But you need to consider the There are certain things. hurdles. Okay. All right. Okay. Ne- like, can't wait till we talk next time. I'm excited. Wrap this baby up and put her to bed. All right. See Good ya. job. Peace out. Peace out.